0: This is Garrison Hardy with your Cross Politic Daily News Brief for Friday, November fourth, twenty twenty two. It's Friday, everyone. We made it. And seeing as it's Friday, let's go ahead and start with a little trip down memory lane. How about On this day in history, that's always kind of a nice way to wrap up the week, I think. On this day in history, for November 4th, let's go all the way back to 1841. The first wagon train arrives in California as people make their journey out west. And fast forward to 2022, people are using wagons to leave California. Interesting turn of events. In 1845, first nationally observed uniform election day in the United States, the first Tuesday after the first Monday in November. 1862, American inventor Richard Jordan Gatling patents the hand-cranked Gatling machine gun in Indianapolis. 1879, African-American inventor Thomas Elkins patents the refrigerating apparatus. So I'm assuming that means the refrigerator. Just... Just, that's my guess. 1922, Howard Carter discovers the intact tomb of the pharaoh King Tut in Egypt. And all the way to 2008, Barack Obama becomes the first African-American to be elected president of the United States, defeating Republican candidate John McCain. How about some famous birthdays while we're at it for November 4th? we got Walter Cronkite, one of the great journalists of our time. Matthew McConaughey and P. Diddy. For some reason, Walter, so there you go. November 4th, some famous birthdays for you. Walter Cronkite's really the only one that sticks out to me. I do like McConaughey. He's got some good movies, but I digress. That was On This Day in History for November 4th. Before I get to today's news, let's stop and take a moment to talk about Fight Laugh Feast Club membership. By joining the Fight Laugh Feast Army, not only will you be aiding in our fight to take down secular and legacy media, but you'll also gain access to content placed inside our club portal, such as past shows, all of our conference talks, and exclusive content for our club members that you won't be able to find anywhere else. Lastly, you'll get discounts for our conferences. So if you've got 10 bucks a month to kick over our way, you can sign up right now. At fight laugh, That's fight laugh, Republicans, we're back to the Election side of things, because I guess it's that time of year. Republicans are projected to have a good night on November 8th in the Senate, according to a new forecast released Thursday. The model from the Real Clear Politics shows that the GOP will control the Senate with 54 seats, as compared to the Democrats, 46 seats. It predicted that Republicans will now likely take seats in Arizona, Nevada, Georgia, Pennsylvania, and New Hampshire. And stay tuned. We here at Cross Politic are going to have election night coverage on November 8th. I'm not sure of the time, but Uh, The guys were talking about that in our show uh, for last night, so stay tuned. It comes as recent polls signaled that Americans are increasingly dissatisfied with the direction of the United States is headed. One from Gallup found that 17% of respondents said they're satisfied with where the country is going, which is the worst of any midterm since at least 1982, according to the pollster. Meanwhile, decades-high inflation appears to remain the top issue for many voters. A poll from Quinnipiac released Wednesday found that 36% of voters view inflation as the top issue, which far outpaces the number two choice, abortion, which garnered 10%. Republicans have targeted the Biden administration and Democratic policies as a primary cause of decades high inflation. They've also said that policies around oil drilling and COVID-19 lockdowns have harmed the U.S. economy and that Democrats are to blame. In that poll, 34% said they believe President Joe Biden is handling the economy very well. What? (laughs) Anyways, whereas 61% said he isn't to those 34 percent i'm pretty sure they're all dead biden and members of his party have focused on abortion following the supreme court's historic reversal of roe v wade over the summer as well as accusing republicans and supporters of former president donald trump of being extremists who will undermine u.s institutions on wednesday evening biden continued the trend and attempted to tie the alleged attack targeting paul pelosi to claims that the 2020 election was stolen Suspect in that incident last week, David DePoppy, was known to be involved in far left-wing circles and reportedly several polling analysts on Wednesday told the Epic Times that polls, even those that show Republicans pulling slightly ahead of Democrat candidates, could suffer from a bandwagon effect. Poll results from the 538 Real Clear Politics and others like the New York Times have frequently favored Democrats in Senate and gubernatorial races. But Lonnie Leitner, vice president of the government affairs firm LS2 Group, said that many polls don't sample enough people. Speaking of elections, let's head to Arizona as Kerry Lake torches the media. You idiots will fall for anything. Arizona Secretary of State and Democratic gubernatorial candidate Katie Hobbs is desperate. Her Hail Mary throw in the waning days of the 2022 cycle was akin to some pathetic exercise to remind voters there's a Democrat on the ballot. Last week, there was a break-in at her campaign headquarters where Hobbs, without evidence, accused Republican opponent Carrie Lake of inspiring the burglary. The media ran with it. But Lake is just too good at slapping down narratives. For example, when Lake was recently asked about being an election denier, she shut it down by sharing statements dating back to 2,000 from a slew of high-profile Democrats who questioned our elections where Republicans won. With Hobbs hiding in the bunker, even refusing to take questions about the break-in, Lake trots out there and torches the media over how their narrative about this event aged like milk. The culprit who broke into Hobbs' campaign office was arrested, and there's no evidence. Evidence THAT THE ATTACK WAS politi- POLITICALLY MOTIVATED. SHE KNOWS HOW TO COUNTERPUNCH, ESPECIALLY ON THE NARRATIVES WHERE THE LIBERAL MEDIA CAN MOUNT NO DEFENSE BECAUSE THEY'RE WRONG. THERE ARE NO SHADES OF GRAY OR NUANCE. NOTHING POLITICALLY MOTIVATED ABOUT HOBBS CAMPAIGN OFFICE INCIDENT.
1: I'M TO SHOW YOU THIS. THIS WAS AN ACTUAL PICTURE and, AND FONT THAT RAN ON NBC NEWS. Vaughn, THIS IS YOUR NEWS OUTLET. THIS RAN ON NBC NEWS ALL DAY. ALL DAY. It says. GOP incitement incites break-in at the campaign headquarters, Hobbs' campaign headquarters. And look at the picture they picked. Thank you very much, Vaughn. Thank you, NBC. Look at this one. AZ Dem governor candidate Katie Hobbs blames GOP incitement for break-in at campaign headquarters. Again, MSNBC, an arm of the Democrat Party. Arizona Central runs with it. No fact-checking. You guys don't want to dig around. You just run defamatory statements. Stacy Bartender over at, the, at Arizona Repugnant running this. I mean, I've got, I've got many of these, guys. It's, it's, it's embarrassing. K-O-L-D. It's a direct result of concerned campaign lies of intimidation, blaming me for a break-in. Now, hopefully by now... You figured it out, but that's part of the plan. You don't care about the facts. You know the facts will come out later. You'll cover those once or twice, no big deal, but you'll cover the lie. You'll spread it around the globe over and over and over again. That is how fake news is spread. You will absolutely take a complete bogus story. You knew lies were in that.
0: She then doubled down her attack on the press.
1: George. Two things. One, Congratulations on the 11-point spread, but we're thank still the underdog as, as I see what's happening around Oh, the- i, I got to keep fighting like we're yeah, the underdog, because you know who I'm fighting against? The press. Yes. The disgusting propagandists who are trying to sway an election. You're trying to sway an election. This is going to be one of the darkest times in modern-day journalism. It really is, guys. I, I, I think someday you're going to wake up to the fact of what you were up to. Back to I, you, George. Also, I want to thank them. Because, because of your press releases that you're doing right now, man. And I have no ties to your campaign whatsoever. I'm a media person just like everybody else. And I like to make a public announcement. My feed went up to 790,000 views. 700, man. Seven. And 75,000 people, comments, are saying to you, keep doing what you're doing. We're not listening to any other news. That's right. And that's what I wanted to give you this feedback as of this morning. I can reply to everyone. I'm glad. I'm glad that people are awake. They're realizing this is how you get the information. We're streaming this, so the world is watching this. The people in, in America are watching this. And thank you for mentioning you have a, a lot of views. Is that what That's you're saying? Okay. And and these guys don't have the viewers. And it's sad. I used to work at 12 News many years ago. We were number one. We had huge numbers. Now they have newscasts where it, it gets a little asterisk. And when you look at the ratings and you get an asterisk, that means no one's watching. They actually have newscasts on 12 News and some of the others with an asterisk. It means no one's watching. No detectable life watching. They're 10 o'clock news caskets on a good day, 2,000 viewers. These are the overnight ratings. This is a fact. I'm not picking on 12 news because all of the stations are just, the ratings are in the toilet. And they have access to about 7 million viewers. And you're not doing a good job, guys, if you're getting an asterisk, which means no one's watching, or you're getting 2,000 viewers out of 7 million You're not doing a good job. Anybody over here have a question?
0: All I know is is I wouldn't be asking any questions, that's for sure. Lake has been making the most of her free media opportunities, leading to an impressive poll surge. Recent surveys have Lake ahead, including liberal polls. Data for Progress has her leading Hobbs by four points. Most attempts to smear Lake as a crank have been mitigated by her two-decade career as a television journalist. Arizona voters are familiar with Lake. Hobbs' antics could have been avoided if she had just agreed to debate Lake, but it's too late for that and the Arizona Democrat will most like would have most likely been eviscerated on the stage democrats you nominated an atrocious candidate for whatever reason and now you can't do much with her from Arizona to Ohio we go ohio education board vp insists biological sex is not a scientific fact The vice president of the Ohio State Board of Education does not know what the definition of biological sex is and does not think it is a scientific fact to say that there is just one definition. Martha Manchester, who holds a Bachelor of Science degree in education and has served on the board since January 2017, made the comments at an executive committee meeting convened to debate a resolution that seeks to reject Biden's proposed Title IX change, adding gender identity as a protected characteristic alongside sex. The resolution, titled Resolution to Support Parents, Schools, and Districts in Rejecting Harmful, Coercive, and Burdensome Gender Identity Policies and to Protect Federal Funding, subject to the Title IX, was introduced in September by board member Brandon Shea. It argues that sex is not arbitrarily assigned at birth but rather identifies an unchangeable fact and suggests that the Title IX change would require that K-12 schools socially transition minor children to a different gender without requiring parental consent. A video clip of the Vice President's confusion during the debate about the most fundamental fact of human existence was shared on Twitter by child safeguarding advocate Chris Elston.
1: There are, as Dr. Miranda said, I looked up, what is biological sex? What is the definition of that? There are so many definitions out there. I I was amazed at all the definitions that there are for biological sex. And how, how can we sit here and say, no, there's just one? Um, and that it's scientific fact. I guess that would be the issue I take with that right in the beginning, is that it's not scientific fact. If you look at the science, there are many different things. And and why, I don't know. But there are, and we need to be honest about that, I think.
0: Manchester's confusion about such a basic fact of biology evidently stems from gender identity ideology, that the idea that sex is complicated and impossible to define. Google, what is biological sex? And the first page of Hits contains a baffling array of articles about how sex is complex, and there are more than two sexes. On the top spot is Planned Parenthood, telling readers that the term biological sex doesn't fully capture the complex biological, anatomical, and chromosomal variations that can occur. Having only two options, biological male and biological female, might not describe what's going on inside a person's body. In an article titled The Myth of Biological Sex, Forbes informs readers that there is no one parameter that makes a person biologically male or female. That's simply not true. Sex is defined by which gamete type the reproductive system developed to produce. Males have the reproductive capacity to produce small gametes, otherwise known as sperm, and the females have the reproductive capacity to produce large gametes, eggs. In an effort to push the idea that the categories of male and female are blurry and don't exist, and therefore males can be women if they say so, a favorite tactic of trans activists is to use people who are born with disorders of sex development as pawns in their linguistic game. Activists will point to people with an X.O. Turner syndrome, for example, and suggest that these individuals are neither male nor female Ignoring the fact that Turner Syndrome is a DSD that can only affect females. This exact argument was made by expert witness Dr. Greta Bauer in the hearing of a Canadian nurse on trial in British Columbia for allegedly transphobic beliefs, one of which is the belief that there are only two sexes. The executive committee voted to hold an additional meeting on November 14th to continue the debate, according to WOWK13 News. Moving overseas, U.S.-South Korea threatened to end Kim regime if North Korea uses nuclear weapon. The U.S. and South Korea issued a joint warning to North Korea on Thursday, warning that any use of nuclear weapons would result in the end of Kim Jong-un's regime. North Korea fired an unprecedented 23 missiles in a single day on Wednesday amid extensive joint air force exercises between the U.S. and South Korea. Kim's regime has made veiled threats about nuclear weapons happens in recent days as well. Quote, any nuclear attack against the United States or its allies and partners, including the use of non strategic nuclear weapons, is unacceptable and will result in the end of the Kim regime, South Korean Defense Minister Jong Sup Lee said Thursday in a joint news conference with Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin. The U.S. and South Korean militaries announced an extension to a joint Air Force exercise earlier on Thursday. The move came in response to North Korea launching an intercontinental ballistic missile, or an ICBM, and two short-range missiles after Wednesday's barrage. South Korean media reported that officials believe the North's ICBM failed in flight but did not elaborate. Meanwhile, North Korea's two short-range ballistic missiles fell into the sea into the east. Japan initially sounded alarms after tracking suggested the ICBM would fly over the island nation, but officials later said they lost track of it mid-flight, according to Reuters. North Korea has grown increasingly aggressive since the U.S. and South Korea began joint military exercises in September. The country also flew 12 warplanes near the South Korean border in early October. The sortie included eight fighter jets and four bombers. South Korea responded with a flight of 30 warplanes, but the two groups did not engage. The U.S. and South Korea's joint Air Force exercise, Operation Vigilant Storm, was scheduled to end Friday, but now extended into the weekend following North Korea's launches. South Korea had a failed missile launch of its own in October. The malfunction came as U.S., South Korea, and Japan were seeking to send a message to the North Korean regime after it sent its own ballistic missile flying over the island of Japan. U.S. military officials clarified that the warhead on South Korea's missile did not explode, but the propellant caused a large blast and flames. No injuries were reported from the incident, civilian or otherwise, and South Korean officials say no buildings were damaged. Hey, you guys remember that not so long ago the American dream was alive and well? What a time, right? Well, employees who worked hard were rewarded, and employers looked for people who could do the job, not for people who had the right political views. RedBalloon.Work is a job site designed to get us back to what made American businesses successful. Free speech, hard work, and having fun. If you're a free speech employer who wants to hire employees who focus on their work and not identity politics, then post a job on RedBalloon. If you're an employee who's being censored at work or is being forced to comply with the current zeitgeist, post your resume on RedBalloon and look for a new job. RedBalloon.Work, the job site where free speech is still alive. Redballoon.work, because .com is for commies. That's according to Andrew Crapuchets. Now, y'all know what time it is. My favorite topic, sports. Let's start with Philadelphia. Loyalty is a Philly special. The World Series intensity in the city of brotherly love was amplified when two local businesses refused to feed the Astros ahead of Game 3 on Tuesday. Now, that's just petty. Angelo's Pizzeria in South Philadelphia, an institution in the city, refused to provide catering for the visitors. Quote, if you think I'd cook for the Astros, you're out of your mind, a man said in a video posted to the Eadry's Instagram account. We said no to them, end quote. The Astros didn't have much luck at Mike's Barbecue either. The restaurant posted a text exchange with the team that didn't seem to go very far. While Houston is widely loathed by a number of franchises across Major League Baseball and at least one Phillies player on the roster, the treatment might not have anything to do with the franchise's recent history of cheating. It seems more likely it's just good old-fashioned dose of Philly hospitality. The Astros didn't get any reprieve on the field as the Phillies routed them 7-0 in Game 3 to take a 2-1 series lead after Tuesday's game was postponed due to rain. The Phillies crushed five homers with Bryce Harper getting the festivities started with a two-run blast in the first inning. The Phillies were 6-0 at the time in the postseason at Citizens Bank Park after that game, but then the Astros won Game 4 to make them 6-1. The series is now 2-2. Now, we go from pettiness to a genuinely disturbing story. You get two news stories today for sports. Four players suspended after Brawl breaks out at Michigan State versus Michigan game altercation broke out between players following the Michigan-Michigan State game on Saturday. crowd of Michigan State Spartans appeared to be attacking Michigan players in the tunnel following the in-state rivalry game. Michigan AD Ward-Manuel said Michigan's post-game fight is being reviewed by law enforcement. University of Michigan Police Assistant Chief Melissa Overton said the investigation is ongoing, working in conjunction with the Michigan State Police and Michigan's athletics and football programs. Spartans head coach Mel Tucker said Michigan is working Michigan is working with law enforcement, the Michigan campus leadership, and the Big Ten conference to assess what happened, including identifying additional players involved and contributing factors in the altercation. Tucker added that the suspensions will stay in place until the investigation, which includes law enforcement, Big Ten, and Michigan is completed. As a result, Mel Tucker suspended four Michigan State players, Tank Brown, Kerry Crump, Angelo Gore, and Zion Young, saying that decisions were made based on video evidence from the incident. Neither Michigan head coach Jim Harbaugh nor Manuel would disclose on Saturday which Wolverines were involved in the altercation, although Harbaugh said two players were involved. One, he said, suffered a nasal injury. In the immediate aftermath on Saturday evening, MSU coach, that's Michigan State, Mel Tucker, said at his post-game news conference that he was not aware of any altercations after the game between the Michigan players inside Michigan Stadium's tunnel, and that a fact-finding process was underway. The suspensions were ordered after school officials reviewed video on Saturday's 29-7 loss to host Team Michigan in Ann Arbor, and discovered the four were at part of a group of teammates surrounding a rival, Michigan coach Mel Tucker said in a statement, and that's Michigan State coach Mel Tucker, rather. The incident comes amidst a frustrating season for the Spartans. 29-7 loss to Michigan puts Michigan State at 3-5 and overall, with a 1-4 record in their conference, last in the East Division. With games looming against number 14, Illinois, and number 16, Penn State, Michigan State is in real danger of not reaching bowl eligibility, a result that would add further embarrassment to a proud program. Here's my take. Those players who jumped the Michigan players, and I've watched the video myself, it was brutal and disgusting, they should be expelled from Michigan State and should never put the pads on again. What an absolute disgrace to the sport. This has been your Cross Politic Daily News Brief. If you like the show, go ahead and hit that share button for me down below. If you want to sign up for a club membership or for our magazine, you can do both of those things at FightLaughfeast.com. And if you want to send me a news story, if you want to ask about our conferences, or if you want to become a corporate partner of Cross Politic, go ahead and email me at Garrison at FightLaughfeast.com. For Cross Politic News, I'm Garrison Hardy. Have a great day and a great weekend.